Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kings Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KingsCast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of last week's episode, which was a post bubble talk. So Ryan and I had come in. Um, just pretty much right after the Kings got done with the season, he's kind of talked a little bit about um, the bubble, just some of the stuff we, we, we noticed and we found some uh, talk on some players and just the Kings in general. Um, and then obviously coming off last week, a lot of shakeups going into the offseason within the front office. So if you're looking to check out Kings Cask, you find our entire catalog streaming um, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, check in with my co-host, Ryan. What's good, man? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. I'm really enjoying that we're starting to do these podcasts at night. Uh, usually we do them in the morning for, you know, I, I guess we never really announce. Usually we do them pretty early, like Saturday mornings, eight o'clock. And um, some nights on Friday nights, I, I tend to go on a little bender, you know, for my, uh, for my beers. But, you know, during the week, I don't really drink too much. So uh, I'm fresh. I'm excited. I was just watching some playoff basketball, and the Mavs are getting the shit kicked out of them right now. Um, but overall, dude, good week. Um, you know, Kings Kingsland Twitter right now is popping, so I'm excited to get in the mix tonight. It is it is popping. It's super active out there. A lot going on. The that's what I like in, about doing the podcast and just following basketball uh, like we do. Is we're we're I think we're just as interested in like the the transactions and the potential of building a team and that whole aspect of it, just as much as we are the games. Um, and so like Kingsland never dies. That's why uh, I know when we, we did the podcast, people were saying like, well, what are you going to do when the season's not there? I'm like, dude, we got tons of stuff. We got trivia episodes. We got fantasy trades. We got um, looking at the off season, the draft. So there's like a lot coming up and coming on. So um, <clears throat> probably a good time, Ryan, like our, I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. I put out a post, um, this last week, but we're, we're up about almost 20% in, in listeners just through August. So uh, I just put a, a shout out there, you know, to everybody who's been listening and checking out. So it's cool. Just, just people are interested still. So we'll see, you know, people keep coming back and listen to us in the off season. Um, it's, it's, it's a super fun time of the year, you know, when, when transactions start, start happening. For sure, man. Uh, I didn't realize how much followers we have. We have more followers on our Kings cast Twitter than, than I on my own personal Twitter. So I guess I need to step my game up. Yeah, you're not on there too much. Um, yeah, the, the Kingsland Twitter, it's it's been, uh, you know, everyone has is, is getting out there with their theories and stuff. And 
I think we're going to tease some stuff on today's, uh, today's show um, just a little bit because we do want to take our time and, and kind of see where things go and, and dedicate some like entire episodes, I think, from here on out to like one topic or, you know, I think we have what a fantasy trade machine episode coming up. We have a trivia episode coming up. So there's a lot of like cool things like that. But we're definitely, you, if you've been listening to Kingscast, you know we're going to come at you with some some different type of trade machine stuff and um, just kind of different theories. And, and so today's, today's episode is pretty loaded, dude. Um, are you ready to get going on this? I am, man. There's been some I, – I got in a late-night interaction a little bit last night on Twitter with some, you know, some uh, Kingsland guys about uh, some trade stuff that people want to see. Uh, so I'm fired up about it. I, I think I'm going to have a, a unique uh, perspective on these things. So uh, let's get after it, dude. So, Dan, uh, I didn't realize you were, you were up late on Twitter, man. That's not, that's not like you, but good to see you interacting out there. And- yeah, you know, I'm trying to move up in the world a little bit. I'm a little late to the Twitter show, but I'm, I'm trying, man. So um, kind of, t- I, I guess for, for one of the biggest things that's been going on, like Ryan said, has been these trade rumors. So pretty much anybody who writes locally for the Kings, whether it be a blog, whether it's Zach B or just, you know, the KHDK crew, uh, just anybody like that. People are throwing out their trade theories and, and talking about them. And I think one of the big ones, Ryan said he's fired up because he wanted to really touch on specifically the whole thing with the 76ers. And so probably today, we're, I think we're going to get inside a little bit. And, and if you've uh, been paying attention, 76ers have been linked to the Kings uh, going back probably all year because they were, they were lacking a shooter. So going into the trade deadline, there were some rumors. Um, I mean, nobody expected Buddy Hill to be traded the trade deadline, but um, I think there were some rumors probably with Bogdanovich, I think, if I remember around that time. Yeah, um, there's been a few stuff. I, honestly, I, I feel like I was hearing about Buddy to Philly last year. Um, that might That might not be correct, but that sounds very familiar to me. I think a lot of that is uh, not necessarily in the Kings Kings side, but it's it's more like national writers, you know, people who follow the Sixers or even Sixers Twitter, whatever. You know, yeah. we can make up a, a, a name, Sixers Land Twitter. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're it's out just there. a good. Well, it's a good fit. <laughs> like, it's, let's be hundred percent yeah. honest. <laughs> it's it's more of like that end. Um, but this is, I would say, in the last week or so has been really um, where those rumors have picked up. Not rumors, but what do you want to call them? Like hypothetical... like Hypothetical f- situations. Hypothetical trades and transactions have popped yeah. up on Kingsland Twitter um, about, you know, getting getting the Sixers uh, assets. And, and so there seems to be some type of match, which I agree. I mean, the of course the 76ers would love to get Buddy Heald and uh, be able to keep and beat and keep... Um, Matthias Thibel and Keith Benson. I'm sure they'd love to do that, but you know, I, I don't know how realistic it is. So, um, without the ramble on, because I know Ryan's chomping to get at this, it's um, the trade that's really big out there is some combination of like Tobias Harris individually or um, Al Horford uh, individually with players or both of them combined. Just a lot of different scenarios of pretty much built around mostly those guys. Um, and it seems to have Buddy Heald going back in the other direction. So like one specifically I saw was, was Tobias Harris um, straight up for, for Buddy Heald and Jabari Parker. Um, there was one that was rumored out there. Um, 
I, I, Ryan, you're going to have to help me out though, because the, I didn't, I don't think I saw the Al Horford and Tobias Harris. You said you've seen some of that. Well, I, I I've just seen, uh, I, I don't know if I've seen them both combined in the same trade. Like the money on that's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty high. That's what I was asking. It's, it's pretty ridiculous, but I have been seeing that these guys, you know, especially on Kingsland, you know, Tobias Harris coming to sack and Al Horford coming to sack. And am I, am I going in on this? Are we, are we going deep in the, are we going deep? Am I allowed to go? Or do you want to? Well, I know you're, I know you're itching there. I, I'm wondering if I should that's like, what, nah, that's, yeah, let, let it, let yeah, it let's go. go. Okay. 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 Let so it go. Cause is... well, I think if anything, you should probably state your, how you feel about it and then go in on it. <laughs> Cause okay. knowing you, I think you're just going to start going hard. Yeah. So my, the, my perspective on this is, um, you know, say we bring in Tobias Harris, okay? We, you know, the Kings somehow they whatever they bring in Tobias Harris. Does does Tobias Harris getting get us anywhere um, close past the first round? If maybe even to the, I don't even know if he gets us into the playoffs. All right, so people got to understand Al Horford and Tobias Harris right now are playing with Embiid, one of the top ten guys in the NBA, and they just got swept out of the first round in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Okay, so. Um, I, I think Kings fans are kind of jumping the gun and they're, and they're seeing, you know, individual stats for Tobias Harris. Oh, he's 19 points a game, seven assists. He was an all-star. He's, he's this, he's that. Um, I don't see how adding Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris to Sacramento's roster gets us anywhere closer to a championship. I, I don't. Then it doesn't make sense to me. Um, if, if, so say they're bringing Tobias Harris. Where does he play on this roster? Because you're not getting rid of Harrison Barnes, are you? No, you know, I think so – well, I think – I want to say that he... some of the trades that I have seen have had Harrison Barnes going I going back. I, 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 I wish I had pulled that up. I, I lost it. But I, I want to say I I've seen, seen, I've seen Harrison Barnes going for, for Al Harford and um, – and Tobias Harris coming back. I've seen some weird ones like that, which I don't think those are realistic at all. That's such a huge trade. It, 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 and it, it doesn't make sense to me why people are so up on this Tobias Harris or Al Horford. Like these guys at this point in their, especially Al Horford at this point in their career, um, is Al Horford going to be any more of an impact than say a Rashawn Holmes? Honestly. Honestly, people might say I'm crazy, but Al Horford's going to be 36 next year. All right, Al Horford's worth a lot of money. Does he, in any way, shape, or form, um, get you past the first rounds? And to me, it's not worth the risk of that type of money. I think that the okay. I, I feel like we should probably educate a little more on that. The, the trades are different. I think the Tobias Harris one is an issue of people think that. It's a, it's more of like a talent acquisition, right? Like let's like let's get a talented player in return. Um, whereas the Al Horford, you know, coming back, that's more in a we're gonna acquire that contract because they don't want that contract, and in return we're gonna take on some some assets, you know. So exactly. like we, okay. we there's there's different ways to you know acquire assets and rebuild a team, and so um, you know doing that that's one strategy He's taking on a bad contract for the guy who can kind of play eating it for a year or two but in the back end you're getting like a draft pick or you're getting like a young player so that's it's not necessarily like that Al Horford's like this straight up target and is going to come in and contribute it's more no. of it's more of we're going to give up a buddy Hill and get back an asset and then deal with that contract and just kind of have him 
part of the squad, you know? Yes, I can. I, I agree with that logic right there. Okay. But looking at Philadelphia and their future, you know, they already said today, they don't want to get rid of Ben Simmons. They don't want to get rid of Embiid. Uh, you know, getting a pick back, uh, it's not going to be anything that significant. That's, that's my whole thing. This, bringing in that Horford thing just to me is, is nothing. And then to give up Buddy Heald for Tobias Harris, honestly, I, I don't think there's much of a difference between the two. That's, I, 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 I just don't get it, man. I really don't get why people are so infatuated with Tobias Harris. I literally just watched this dude get the shit kicked out of him for, for four straight games. Literally. He, I think to, Tobias Harris is a good player. I actually I like Tobias Harris. And if you were talking about um, if if the contracts were even, right, as far as like Tobias Harris making like twenty two to twenty four million, and he didn't have four years remaining on it, and it's a situation gonna, of the Kings need to get rid of Buddy Hield. You know, okay, if you can get a player like that back, that's that's a good swap. But that's not the case. Like Tobias Harris just signed a, a max deal last year. If he's on the books for four more years at thirty-two million a year, so that's that's excessive. So Tobias Harris, though, that's that's the thing is it's not a, a matter of talent. I actually think Tobias Harris would actually do well in Sacramento. I think that um, that if they were to bring him in, that they people see it as you know Harris and Barnes can still play power forward. Uh, Tobias Harris can play power forward or small forward, and then you have you have Bagley, and then you can really start bucking off. So I, I see why people want that. It's not necessarily the talent issue for me. It's the money. I don't think that the Kings should be locking themselves into that big of a contract right now. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of the um, and, the and I have it for me. And I have it up right now. Okay, so Tobias Harris. All right, so starting next year and going through twenty twenty three twenty four, dude. This is check this out. Thirty four and a half mil. Almost 36 mil, 37 and a half mil, 39.2 mil. Hell no, dude. That is crazy, crazy money. And then on top of this, the Horford thing too. The Horford thing's a three-year deal, right? That's why I think, you know, taking on, you know, taking on Horford for some type of uh, assets back to me just doesn't make sense either because this is Al Horford. 28, 28 or, oh, sorry, it is two years. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's 27 and a half, 27. And then he's got, is it, I don't know if it's a team option or a player option for 26 and a half, dude. That's freaking money too, man. And, and for me, three years from now, Darren Fox is 24, 25, right in the middle, starting to go in the middle of his prime right there. And same thing with, I think, Marvin Bagley as well. And I, I, it doesn't make sense to me to pay those guys, dude. It does not make sense because then you're going to, if you trade Buddy, if you trade Buddy Hield for that, you're gonna have to pay Bogdanovich too, and then you still have Harrison Barnes on the books. And then by the time that contract's up, you got to pay Darren Fox, and then you got to pay Marvin Bagley. So to me, it's just not worth it. It's not. I like Tobias Harris, and like I said, if if we if he was in the if his contract was in the twenties, I would consider playing ball here because, um, you know, this year would suck, but in a year. The next year down the line, you know, then you might be able to move Barnes. You might be able to free up money. Things look you can you can maneuver things over a couple years span. Then it looks a little bit better. But the fact that this guy's on on a max contract like that, I, I wouldn't even touch it. I don't like it. I wouldn't even sniff it. Um, one of the things I wanted to put out there before I moved on, real quick though, Ryan, was that um, uh, one thing I, I think there is potentially a deal to be had. And I know we're not going to we talked about before not, not doing any trade machine type of stuff or, or fantasy stuff. I think you and I both probably feel the same way on this. 
there's probably is a trade there to be had with, with the Sixers, but I don't think the Sixers Sixers seem to have, well, they want to be that team that wants their cake and eat it too. They don't want to give up anybody. They don't want to, it's like, they don't want to give up their core guys, but then they want to give up their developmental guys or, or anything like that. So like, I think the trade there to be had potentially is, is like Josh Richardson and Matias Thibel. I think those are two guys that um, are late. They're, they're what the Kings are missing. Like lanky long, like, you know, from what I hear and can, and read, people consider Josh Richardson um, one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, um, and he he's a he's a solid spot shooter. I mean, even back when he was in Miami, so he's cool. And the Matias Thibel, I mean, young but same thing, athletic, can guard. So I think I think if there was some type of trade out there around those guys, I think it's something the Kings could consider because you're you're banking on getting young, athletic, lanky players who can play defense and shoot don't cost a bunch, you know, and essentially you're just getting out of that contract with, with Buddy Heald. Uh, I haven't seen anybody float that. Do you like no, that? I know. And so me and you talked about this the other day. I'm a big fan of Josh Richardson. But money-wise, man, Josh Richardson's only making 10 mil. Uh, Matthias Theibel's 2 mil. So money-wise, um, you know, I, 76ers are capped out, dude. They're paying – Look at look at this next year, dude. Tobias Harris, thirty-four million. Al Horford, twenty-seven and a half. Joel Embiid, twenty-nine and a half. Richardson, ten and a half. Ben Simmons, twenty-eight point seven. These dudes are tapped out, dude. So I don't see how a trade can happen to get uh, you know uh, Josh Richardson or Matthias Thibel without taking on Horford or Tobias Harris. And I don't want nothing to do with those guys. I think I'm very much in the minority um, of of people who want to stay away from them too. The only scenario I would say here too, I'd help out where I include those two guys, or maybe those two guys are included and Al Horford is included, but that means that it gets Corey Joseph off the books because Corey Joseph going in next year, dude is making 12 million and he's going to be my next target as far as a guy who I just don't want to be a part of this roster because of his contract. And it's just, I don't, I'm, I mean, he, there's a, like, I've said this before, there's a place for Corey Joseph in the NBA on, on good teams. He can play in the NBA, but at 12 million and what, and what they need that position to do, he doesn't do it. it it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a problem. So 12 um, million on a bad team, dude, for a guy like Corey Joseph. God, that's, it's just bad contracts, man. That's it's bad, bad contracts. Man. That's just, fuck, man. That's terrible. So, kind of our bulk conversation today was going to be, is really going to be, and we've touched about it, but it's, it's really about, the dust has settled from the bubble, right? And and Ryan and I have been thinking about it, and, and it's, you know, we're hearing different theories out there on what people want to do with the Kings. So um, there, what I wanted to do was do kind of like our su- individual, like, suggested recommendations or, you know, on the path the Kings should take this offseason. And what I mean by that is I've seen some people put it out there of um, – you know, the, there's, there's a couple different camps. There is the let's blow it up camp and just get a bunch of bad contracts to get assets. So there's that. Um, there is the let's try to sw- wheel and deal a couple individual pieces and put together a team that can compete next year. And then there is the let's make very minimal changes and roll into next year with continuity. I would say those are the three big camps. So as we go into about, I wanted to see kind of what you thought about those individual scenarios and where you kind of fall in line. And then with that, what kind of moves 
uh, would you want to make? And, and, and by saying you're picking this direction, what does that look like as far as transactions or if any? Um, you follow me on that? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, so I'm very much in, you mentioned this earlier, I'm very much in the, um, the group that is, uh, you know, you, you can go ahead and move guys, but, you know, get the younger assets. I'm not in the, I, I don't believe in the complete teardown. Um, I do think Sacramento has some guys here that that can that are young enough, like a Rashawn Holmes, um, Darren Fox, obviously Marvin Bagley, Harry Giles, um, Bogdanovich. Um, I, I think those guys could be part of a, a playoff roster, 100. Um, percent So I'm I'm a, I'm very much a fan of um, trading some, you know, if you've got to trade Buddy Hield and bringing back some assets. Uh, Something me and you had talked about. I don't. I don't know if you want me to spoil this already, but me and you had talked about making moves um, to acquire somebody like a uh, a Lamarcus Aldridge uh, or a Demar Derozan to a San Antonio team that missed the playoffs as well. Um, you know, for like a guy like Buddy Hield or whatever to bring an asset. So that's where my head's going. It's kind of it's very very similar to the Philadelphia thing, but the San Antonio contracts are shorter. So that's where I lie. And if they can do something like that to where the, the length of the contract's not going past um, this year and next year, that's where I'm a fan of. It's, it's the Tobias Harris thing. That, the Pius, uh, I can't even say his name, dude. The Tobias Harris contract scares me because that shit goes, I'll be 30 years old by the time that contract's up, dude. Probably a little older than 30. That's, that's For me, I'm looking down the road. I'm like, fuck, I can't even imagine being that. You know what I mean? That's a ways down the road. So I'm, I'm a very big fan of, hey, let's go get guys and let's be relevant and get assets at the same time. And I really think that going after a DeMar DeRozan or LaMarcus Aldridge and possibly bringing back a pick from San Antonio, um, which would be a decent pick this year, is something that the Sacramento should go after. Um, I've also talked to one real quick. I've also I, I got a buddy who's a big New York Knicks fan and uh, he lives in he lives in Connecticut and or he's from Connecticut, and, I, and me and him were floating ideas the other day about the Knicks as well. Um, the Knicks have bad contracts, okay? The Knicks, the Knicks signed Julius Randle to a bad contract last year. Um, they need guys to compliment R.J. Barrett. There's Dennis Smith Jr., who they're not big fans of, and they have some picks and, and some flexibility. Um, so maybe going that route with the Knicks and bringing a guy like Dennis Smith Jr. over, who I'm a big fan of, hella athletic dude, um, or, or going after Julius Randle, who I know you're a big fan of. So I'm, I'm that route. Those guys, you know, the Knicks route, those guys are younger. Um, the Spurs route, the contracts are smaller than the Tobias Harris one. For, for me, um, I, I, here's how I feel. And you didn't, you, you, I, I didn't ask, are you a trade the pick person or are you a draft up draft? Oh, I'm, the- I'm, I'm a 100, 110% trade the pick person. 100%. If you can trade the pick in Buddy Heald and bring in um, some guy, a guy like DeMar DeRozan and then take a, a pick or two from San Antonio to bring in uh, and, and sustain, you know, make sure we're not at the bottom of the West and, and we're a competitive team, that's where, that's where I land right there. Because I, I don't want to trade the pick, trade Buddy Heald, and then completely just fall off the face of the earth. Dude, I don't think I could take Sacramento being the worst team in the league anymore, dude. I, I, I'm not interested in that. I think that's probably where I disagree with a lot of people out there that are proposing a kind of blow it up scenario type of thing where it's just like trade anybody to get any assets you can get and then wait two years. I think we're past that. 
personally, when, when DeMarcus Cousins was here, that was the um, – and then even right when they traded him, that was the approach I really wanted the Kings to get. So, um, like, if you remember when, when they got George Hill, like that season, I was a fan of the Kings at that time. Uh, like, take on the shittiest, worst contracts in the whole league – but take picks for them and sit on them for two years. Cause in two years we'd be this season where we're at right now and they would all exactly. fall off. You'd have caps flexibility. You'd have assets. Exactly. That's a great strategy. If you're bottom of the barrel, but like the Kings, they need to win. It's been how 14 years or I think 15 years. What are they talking about now? I can't even, yeah, four, I don't even 14, know. 14. I'm pretty sure. Maybe 15, I don't fucking know. Who cares? It's just long been a time. long, it's been a long time. Like they don't like, no, we're, we're past that. And I don't think they need to do that. I think they, I do think the Kings are close to being a playoff team. I really, I really do. Um, so, I mean, without reflecting too hard on this past year, it, it was injuries. It was poor signings going into the year. It was not a lot of continuity with the, with the roster throughout the entire season. I mean, it really changed a lot of the combinations of line. I really do think if they go into next year, they, they, they could compete for that final spot. And so for me, I am in the camp of not blow it up and take a bunch of bad contracts or I'm not, and I'm not in the camp of let's go and go out there with a similar team. I am in the camp of let's maneuver this roster to where we can win now and make the playoffs in the next year or two, but then have the flexibility when that ends, right? And I'm glad you, I'm glad you threw you threw in the Spurs scenario because that's not, that's something I felt too. Is those players. So, so I got the Spurs. I got DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge up right now, okay? Everybody needs to keep in mind, okay? Spurs missed the playoffs, all right? Spurs need to retool. They have, you know, they're paying Rudy Gay $14 million this year, $14 million next year. Uh, Patty Mills, $13 million both years. Uh, you know, DeJounte Murray signed a contract where he's making $17 mil, uh pretty much for the next four years. DeMar DeRozan has a player option for 2020, 2020, 2021 this year coming up and the Marcus Aldridge 24 mil this year coming up. Okay. Sacramento can, I, you know, legitimately Sacramento can make a move to get both those players for one year. Okay. One year, you can still be a winning basketball team. All right. Um, you can probably acquire a pick if you're going to give up a buddy healed or another player like that and still be relevant. It's the same. I can't take another rebuild, dude. I don't think Sacramento should go that route. This, in my eyes, go talk to San Antonio, stay relevant in the West, and, and keep the ball rolling, man. I'm not in the fan of, of the big freaking teardown, dude. This, they, honestly, this is my best option. I don't think I'm going to come up with a better, not, better option than, than going and talking to San Antonio. So when we do our trade machine special uh, coming up, definitely going to want to, we'll probably have some others in there. Uh, and, and, and my reason for that is really like, I don't think people can handle like more just crappy, crappy basketball for the next couple of years. And um, I, I think that the Kings are in a good position to where I'll, a lot of guys are tradable on this roster. So my whole view is, is, is really the only guys who I think should be penciled into as far as the starting lineup goes next year is really just Harrison Barnes and De'Aaron Fox. Outside of that, everybody else is making a pretty minimal amount of money and, um, and are going to be, you know, they, they could be relegated to the bench. So I, I guess Bagley, I would love to see Bagley, Bagley start, but I don't if know if, Morgan, I, if, if Bagley is healthy, 
put his ass in the starting lineup. Okay. Yeah, put, I just don't know if they, they can they can factor that. But nevertheless, like Bielisa, he makes like six seven million. Great bench player. Um, obviously Corey Joseph. I I think Bogdanovich. I I don't. I'm still. You know, I don't think he needs to start. Um, yeah. uh. So a lot of these guys could, I think, should go to the bench, and and I think a lot of even the center position, even Rashawn Holmes, like Rashawn Holmes, I don't think is even needs to be factored in to be a starter. He'd be great off the bench. So I look at it more like that, and they should they should look to upgrade with, uh, like you said, older veterans who who they know are you know the team wants them out, but they can still contribute. Um, and I won't put too many names out there, but like I'm not saying the Kings should get this guy. I mean, I, I don't know if I should say this because people are going to think it's, but like. Like you said, like DeRozan or like Blake Griffin, just random guys that are going to be on the market that are looking for a place cool. to a place to play that the Kings could make a deal. So I'm into that. And then when it comes to the pick, I really, really, really w- would love to see the Kings package that pick with a combination of players um, and land a uh, just a really good player. I really think they should use it for that. Um, Another guy on there too. I put out uh, Miles Turner. It's a guy who we floated at, at the at the trade deadline. Oh yeah, I, I totally forgot. I was looking at that today too. That's an, mm-hmm. I actually I think I tweeted about that actually last night. I said Indiana got they got swept right. Um, there Miles Turner is on the block, dude. There there's 100% <laughs> Miles Turner is on the block. That team's gonna make moves. So there's another guy. Yeah, you brought up Blake Griffin. You're a big fan of Blake Griffin. Um, I am too. That's another one that I, I wouldn't be mad if he was to be brought in. I don't know the details to his contract, but I, I'm serious, man. I'm looking at this, this DeMar DeRozan trade. Okay. There is no reason why San Antonio wouldn't give us DeRozan in a pick for Buddy Heald. There's no reason at all. And DeRozan's only 31 years old, right? He's got his player option, okay, for next year. And then he could resign him. He's not going to make anywhere near 27 mil like he did a few years ago coming off, you know, coming out of Toronto. There's no way. I, I think part of the reason you and I have, have – well, we both have talked about that, and we both agree. Uh, the reason I really like it is because it, 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 would, it, would, it would give the Kings a more, a more athletic lineup, and, and it, would, it would put the Kings in a position where Bogdan doesn't you – know, Bogdanovich doesn't need to freaking play all the time. Like he, he doesn't need to start in that, in that situation. Well, you know, this, you know, if you brought in DeRozan, it would give you the ability to move Corey Joseph, okay, and, and Bogdanovich essentially become your backup point guard, all right? He, he would still get his 28 minutes a night. He's going to play point guard. He'll be the backup two for DeRozan. He'll be a mix of all that. Uh, so that's what, that, that's where I'm at, man. I, I really think that that's the, that's the move, man. So I think we should define a couple key points here. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. In your scenario, you know, Buddy Buddy Hill, is there a scenario where Buddy Hill stays or or is he gone in your scenario for one hundred percent? dude, he's he's gotta be gone. Right? Like I'm just looking at I love Buddy Hill just as much as you do, but where does Buddy where does Buddy fit on this team? Because well, let's hold on, hold on. I shouldn't say that. There's a new. There's going to be a new general manager. Is Bogdanovich leaving? That that that's what it all comes down to. Is Bogdanovich going to get paid? And is Bogdanovich is going to stay? If Bogdanovich is going to stay, Buddy's gone. That's right. We're in the same same boat there. I I do. I think there. I think that's you bring up something that I wanted to. I maybe I was leading you a little bit, but one thing I I wanted to say was that if I had it my way, really, 
I, I wouldn't I would just let Bogdanovich probably probably walk. Nah. Or I, I don't know, man. Nah. I I I may, man. I may okay, here's I should clarify because we'll get crushed for this. If the numbers that are being reported are being reported, I'm not matching it. Okay, so Sometimes hold you- on, hold on. Hold on. I, I think Sacramento would match it regardless. Okay. Um do you think there'd ever be a you know, a point where they come to Bogdanovich and they say, hey, you sign your whatever million tender and we'll sign and trade you to a team like San Antonio. Because isn't Bogdanovich like the most San Antonio Spurs player of all time? Am I like the... <laughs> but that's that's kind of where I was where I was going with him being restricted. But like the, a sign and trade like that, it, it would work in that they would, that if they're trying to get back um, a contract, right? That That's where it would work. Yeah. And so like... DeRozan, Aldridge, guys like that you named, like a team like that could work out. But if I, I mean, really, Bogdanovich in the grand scheme of the NBA history, he's he's no, he's a nobody, dude. He's a he's a solid player. And really, if if the numbers come out at like 16, 17, I just sometimes you just don't need to match it. And and you dude. you know what? But hold on, you know I say sometimes, dude. The thing is, is that the Kings to they've made so many mistakes of trying to make the move that works and trying to do it. Hey, why can't you just chalk it up at to we've we're we're in a situation where the cap doesn't work out. Um, we don't want to sign this guy. Um, we we just fired our frick or I don't know, you know, the front office is gone. We're going in a new direction. Why why force themselves into a situation where they're kind of like cash strapped and they're forced to trade um a really good shooting guard and, and kind of screw up their whole team and their flexibility? If they just let that guy walk then they're free to make other moves. Then we're having a different conversation here, man. You're going to get crushed, dude. <laughs> I don't care you, though, but you can't, but, it's, but you look at, you got to look at it like this, man. All right. If somebody's willing to pay Bogdanovich, okay. If somebody does offer him, you know, 18 million range, 19, 20 million range, and he does want to sign with them, the Kings will work out a sign and trade. They're not just going to let the guy go sign with that fucking team, dude. Sorry. That's, but that, that's not, that's not good. That's not good operation, basketball operations, dude. But that's it not, only happens. You have to get something. Dude, you have only, to get you, something. No, you don't. That's where, why, why? That's what I'm telling you. A sign and trade only really needs to work if the team that's receiving him wants to relief cap. That's the only situation a sign and trade happens. Aldridge. Okay, you but have so, to get something. Go get, go take Lamarcus Aldridge and a, uh, uh, I don't even care if it's a second round pick. You have to get something. You can't just let McDonovich walk, dude. You have to bring in something. Bringing in a guy like Lamarcus Aldridge would make a would, that would be a playoff team, dude. Sack would be a playoff team. I think that people look at are looking at it like you're looking at it. It's like you know what? Sometimes the best abil- ability is cap flexibility. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just not be stuck. Well, you and fucked I got up. You. Hey, here's here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. You you got they fucked up by not trading him. That's on them. So if an offer comes in at 17 to 18, that's on them for not trading him, and that's for them to eat it and and force him to walk. Because if here's the thing, if this guy comes in at 18, 19 million or whatever crazy ass number they're floating out there, okay, and in a year he's producing 12 points a game, whatever he can't play defense, and he's going to end up being one of these guys. That have got that got paid, like I've I've mentioned. Look at Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore got the same contract, even bigger, just a couple years ago. Okay, and look what look when you overpay a guy like that for eighteen, nineteen million, and then in in a year or two, it's not working out. It costs you to trade him. 
It, you have to pay and picks it, to trade him. You have to pay assets. So why? You know what? Swallow your pride. You're letting a 14-point-a-game a guy who works really hard and is solid, but you don't want to pay that. Instead, keep cool. Buddy Hield and, and instead tri- flip that pick, and you have, you're, in a much, you're a much better team. That's where I'm at. My, my whole thing with it, though, I'm agreeing with you. You want to keep flexibility, right? That's the biggest thing. You want to, you want to keep flexibility. LaMarcus Aldridge on an expiring deal. It wouldn't matter. It's one fucking year. Keep you're on an expiring deal. I don't disagree with you. I think you're. I think my point that's is where, that, that's where I'm at with you. I, I yeah, agree but, with you, but I'm also about hey, let's the Kings have been in the bottom of the barrel for so long. You got to make the fucking playoffs, dude. If, if you got to sign and trade, you know what I mean. If if it would be if it would be an expiring deal, just like Lamarcus Rogers is going to be a guy who would help the team for one year, you, you you would do that. That's where I'm at. Instead of letting him walk, you would do something like that. I think that. Yeah, but I think you're so fixated on that, and my and my thing is that it takes it takes the other team to want to do that too. It takes the, a sign and trade only happens is if the other team wants to relief well, cap yeah, back. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and I and I really do believe that San Antonio would want to do that because that may look, in your, look, look, look in your scenario in your scenario though. But here's where I tell you though, it's not that's not always perfect, man. Because in your scenario, you're basically saying that the San Antonio Spurs are going to give. Bogdan, Bogdan Madonovich and sign that restricted tender for 18 million. And then you just, you just talked about how they need to rebuild, how they need to retool. Why would they off? Why would that franchise who's actually well-ran offer him that much? So I get what you're saying. Like, but I think that you're looking at it in like an idealistic way of another team giving it back I, I am, versus, I am looking at it. versus what's what I think is more realistic and what's more realistic is that that guy might get a contract offer and the Kings may not get something back. And guess what guys fucking move on. You got to move on. And that's where the, I think Kings fans are trying to piece. Just let the guy walk. What's so hard about letting the guy walk if, if the numbers come out that high? If the numbers come out that high, let the guy walk and cut your losses. I mean, really, it's been how long have they been trying to rebuild? How long have they been trying to put a team together? And, and, and you have we're, – we're literally sitting here, and people are going to clam and claw over fucking Bogdan Bogdanovich, who averages 14 points a game, doesn't play defense, can't guard half the lineups in the Western Conference. And we're going to sit here and overpay him because we, we would prefer – just let him walk. Because in a year, guys, you're going to end up having to pay for it anyway. You're going to have to pay to get him out of town when that guy's 30 and his production drops off. And you want to make moves to actually build a team around You're going to be stuck. So I, I put out the scenarios in that what I think realis- realistically, based on what we're hearing, realistically – like it seems like they're they're gonna probably get try to get Bogdanovich on a reasonable deal, okay? And they're gonna try to move Buddy and save the money because re- realistically, you know, maybe 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 Bogdanovich gets fit 14, 15. And and that's a that's a nine million dollar difference in the shooting guard position that they can free up cap and extend guys. So maybe that's what they're doing, and that's why they want to do it. You know, but like I said, if if it's high, we've been consistent about this since November, dude. If Bogdanovich's contract is, is high, let him walk. And we gotta be okay. No, and I and, I, and I'm with you. I was giving you an ideal situation. Ideally, that's what you would want to do. We have talked about this McDonovich thing, thing since last October. I'm with you. You made good points, man. That was, that was a solid argument. I'll give you that. So, um, it, I mean, there's a, there's a lot going on, dude. I, I'm super excited. To, I think we need to probably release this, an episode sooner than later um, because um, there's, there, there's just a lot going on. And I think, like I said, we want to take our time coming on here and presenting trade trade machine specials and doing some of these because I think this is super fun. Um, but I think you, you you have something coming up though, Ryan. Right? You're you're working on a little project for Kingscast. What's up? I I do I do. It's uh, we got some big news. We got some merch 
finally dropping. Oh, um, merch gang. It took it it took a long time. I uh I was supposed to do this like shit six months ago. But you know, I live a busy life. I kind of forgot. Um, but no, I, I got in contact with our sponsor, Ziggy's. Uh, our guys over at Ziggy's. Uh, you know, we've come up with some type of um, you know, shirts. They're long sleeve tees and hats that are going to be coming out. Um, I'm supposed to meet my guy tomorrow. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed next week, we will have some merch available. Um, not just for, you know, you guys pay us and we'll sh- whatever like that, but, you know, something at Kingscast that we, that we want to talk, you know, we want to interact with you guys. So, um, you know, maybe we'll do, you know, you interact with us and you give us a, a solid trash take of the week, which we haven't had in like a month. You know, maybe we'll ship you a hat. Um, you know, you interact with us and, and, and you're, you know, you're giving us shout outs and all this stuff. We'll ship you a shirt. So, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be cool stuff, man. Uh, trust me, I'm a big like sneakerhead. I'm a big fashion guy, so I don't wear trash stuff. Um, the merch is going to be solid. So yeah, guys, start, start, start shouting us out and we'll hook you guys up. Um, cool, man. Well, quick episode but it was fun it was coming coming here to just uh you know get things off of our chest man and and talk about what's been going on um like i said loaded episodes coming up the next couple weeks um if you have um you know a trash take of the week you can you can tag us on it on twitter at kingscast um and like i mentioned um and ryan mentioned please feel free to interact with us anytime guys we love it uh whether you disagree and you want to argue with us compliment us or you just want a basic shout out uh you tag us you got it um and uh, as i mentioned if for any of our episodes you can find them archived streaming on spotify apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and now youtube um and so that's pretty much it man so uh with that for ryan uh, this is eric go kangs kangs this episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.